Welcome misfits, miscreants, spooks, specters, astral beings from Dimension X, alien envoys from galaxies near and far, and boogers from around the world. You are listening to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me as always is my very creepy co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. How creepy are you feeling? Not too creepy today, unfortunately. Not too creepy? Let's see if we can fix that. So... We're talking about the fifth episode of the horror anthology series Creep Show, streaming now on our favorite streaming site, Shudder. This episode, like all episodes in the series, features two stories. New episodes are available each and every Thursday through the month of October going into Halloween. So before we get into it, Faith, how did you like episode five of Creep Show? I didn't love it and I didn't hate it. (laughs) Kind of right in the middle. Yeah, I was right in the middle on it. Um, one of these I was so so on, and the other one I was like, eh, on. I was. Um, so, oh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> which has kind of been the way this up this this show has gone for us. I know. <laughs> so the first story we get in episode five is "Night of the Paw," directed by John Harrison, who we know from several of the first stories from the Creep Show series that we've covered here on the show, and of course. Some other work you can learn about in the previous episodes we just mentioned. Faith, those are all available where? Wherever podcasts can be found. This was written by John Esposito, known for his work on The Walking Dead webisodes from Dusk Till Dawn and Masters of Horror. Night of the Paw is based off of a 1902 short story by W.W. Jacobs. The Monkey's Paw, the story of a family, a mother, father, and son, who is given the titular object by one of the father's military friends recently back from India. The father, skeptical, almost jokingly wishes for $200 for the mortgage. The next day, the son dies in a workplace accident, an accident for which the company gives the family hush money, $200, which sounds a lot like the plot of our story here. And here is a brief synopsis of... Night of the Paw. <laughs> that was kind of a monkey, monkey spook. Like a creepy monkey? Creepy monkey, yeah. <laughs> Here's the synopsis. Avery Whitlock, played by Bruce Davidson. I like him a lot. He's one of my favorite character actors. He is an Academy Award nominee. Uh, he is a lonely mortician who finds company in a young woman he's rescued. While he is relieved to have a companion, she's unnerved by his tale of the magical monkey paw that grants wishes to the user, but with consequences to every wish. We see Whitlock's wife use the paw, asking for money, and in return she falls to her death. Avery is rewarded with the insurance money, but doesn't have a handle on his grief and wishes for his wife to come back from the dead. She does and attacks him. He asks Angela to kill him. Knowing that she is murdered in her past, the story ends with Angela wishing for her husband, who she killed, to return from the dead where she too is attacked by her dead spouse and the monkey paw returns to three wishes for someone else. So how did you like the story of Night of the Paw? That was lazy monkey. <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, I, re- I really like the story. I-, I like what we were kind of going for. I wish it was, it wasn't terrible, I'll say that. I like the story and I like where we were going. Wish the episode was a little different, 
Does that make any sense? <laughs> uh, my thought when I was watching, I'm with you because I like this story. I remember the first time I read this story. I was in middle school, I believe, when nice. I read it. And um, this started and I went, oh, this is the monkey's paw. Like it was, you know, it's like, of course, this is the monkey's paw. You know, I thought the episode could have done without her. Yeah. If you took her out of the show. And focused it more on him. In the story of his wife. And- In the story of his wife. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was completely superfluous to everything mm-hmm. that was going on. But yeah, I feel like she kind of just weighed it down a little bit, kind of. Yeah. yeah. It. Uh, I wasn't exactly sure what was going on with her and the husband, to tell you the truth. <laughs> and I didn't really care. Yeah. It. Uh, it's, and I read, too, that, that that was kind of the beauty of this episode, too, was the whole mystery of... You don't really know what was going on with her husband, but for me, it didn't really. No, no, that matter. wasn't beauty. I mean, that was that was confusing, and it took me out of the element. And <sighs> let, let's say this too, from a screenwriting standpoint and from an audience standpoint, these episodes are forty-five minutes long, which means you get about twenty-two minutes per story. This one went a little longer. This one was about thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like anything of note happened in it. I was just completely going. I want more of this guy uh-huh. and his wife. Why wasn't that the story? And he was incredible. Bruce I mean, Davidson is, like I said, he's so solid. You I mean, know? he was so good. And I wanted just, like I said, the story of him and his wife would have been so much better. I would have rathered a straight adaptation of The Monkey's Paw. Like, you know, yeah. that's that's what I, I, I yeah. like I said, that just didn't do anything for me. Me so this has been adapted uh, around 28 times or so. Do you see why this is such a popular idea to want to adopt? Adopt. Adapt. Adopt. <laughs> adopt a monkey paw. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's a really cool story. And I think uh, I think tying into all this and stuff and, and everything, I think it's it's interesting that, you know, you can kind of be greedy the way you are making these wishes and bad things can happen you have to be careful what you wish for unintended consequences is uh, always a great theme in horror um you know the simpsons did this and i think on one of their tree houses of horror halloween episodes and i think did it better than they did here Uh, i'm not being funny um yeah absolutely i see why this is so popular you know because there's that that mystery element Mm -hmm. to it and the supernatural element that's always fun and when those two collide it's it's always uh, pretty special. Yeah. I think it makes for some memorable stories. This, I, as I said, I didn't like the way that this is told. I didn't like this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the set design and the look between the house versus the graveyard and morgue scenes? And could you tell a difference in the tone? Mm-hmm. That's something that actually stood out to me a lot. I like the I like the darkness of the house, and then those other scenes like the morgue and the graveyard were very colorful, very vibrant. Yeah, like a comic book, and that's a that's a hallmark of the 1982 movie. You see that quite a bit. That those scenes, especially, were reminding me of uh, Romero's uh, mm-hmm. work on on the original movie. I liked the, all the dark, rainy stuff. I liked all the uh, graveyard stuff, and it didn't make up for, like I said, the lack of of focus I felt in this story. Right. Um, yeah, it it felt like a really missed opportunity because you have Bruce so. Davison there. I just think if you change the perspective of this, that mm-hmm. um, that it, it it fixes, you know. And okay, so you get the little shock ending at the end with all the uh, corpses coming to life in the morgue. That reminded me of the movie Reanimator. 
and uh, which I love Reanimator. <laughs> it's just I, I felt like the the focus should have been on Bruce Davison mm-hmm. and and his wife and just tell that story and yeah. maybe end with her coming up out of the grave and getting you know that you yeah. know I, I don't I don't know how you end it, but I feel like it, there's a better telling of this in this episode. Um, yeah, do you I have agree. Do you have any last last thoughts about it or any kind of favorite moments? Um, last thoughts. I, again, I'm with you on. If, if if the perspective had changed, if it was just a little bit different, I think it would have, you know, grasped me a little bit more. Um, the elements for creeptasticness are all there. They're just not. They just um, don't add up. This they're like not a, put into the pot in the proper proportion and brought right. to a boil the right. way that I, at least that I feel they should have been. Right. Uh, favorites. I loved uh, Bruce Davis, and I thought he was yeah. so good. No, I yeah. really wish this was about him more. You know. What about you? You know, of all the things in this episode, you know what I liked the most what? was the actual monkey's paw. I liked the it look cool of the looking. monkey's paw. It was cool looking. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked the look, as I said, of all the rain stuff and mm-hmm. the comic book influence of the morgue stuff. It, you know, the episode cannot be faulted for the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, I really like I like the monkey's paw. And Bruce Davison is no, always he's, he's really good. Is always great. Um, Academy Award nominee for a movie called. Uh, Longtime companion and is probably most famous to uh, modern movie audiences for his appearances in the uh, first two X Men movies. Uh, okay. uh, he's been in some other stuff. He's he's always he's one of those guys. He's just always great, you know. Yeah. So moving on to our second story, times is tough in musky holler. It's our second story and teleplays by John Skip and Dory Miller. John is known for his novel Fright Night that is based on the screenplay by Tom Holland. And we may just be doing Fright Night on our little show here soon. And for his writing on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, uh, directed once again by a guy we talk about a lot every Tuesday, John Harrison. You can learn more about John and his work on Creepshow and other works of art. And our previous episodes, here comes a shameless plug. Those episodes are available where, Faith? Wherever podcasts can be found, You of have course. no shame. No, Love not it. one bit. Here's a brief synopsis of Times is Tough in Musky Holler. Sheriff Deke, played by David Arquette and other town leaders, including Mayor Barkley, who once controlled their town through fear and intimidation, are locked up in a jail cell together waiting for their doom. The story is told backwards, relying on the new leader who is retelling the crimes of the leaders before they're led to their punishment. They're all chained to chairs and lifted up into holes in the ground where we then realize a zombie apocalypse is going on and all of the town leaders are attacked one by one by the zombies. So what did you think of Times is Tough in Musky Holler? Man. <laughs> I did not like this uh, this story at all. And I hate to be so so rude, but... I didn't I didn't like this at all. Um, You know, we talked about the finger from episode two, which to this point, I think was the one that promoted uh, or produced, I should say, the most visceral hate in us. (laughs) The thing I didn't like about the finger was the performance of DJ uh, Qualls. Mm -hmm. I actually like the story for the most part. I was watching this going, wow. Uh I think this takes the cake right now for. What was this about? Because I would love for you to tell me what happened. Like, you're sending these people up to their death. Mm-hmm. And and I'm, I'm not going to lie. Maybe because I had checked out. I just didn't <laughs> care, too. you know. Um, 
you know, they say like the mayor Barkley, uh, you know, did them wrong, you know, because the dead started rising. Okay. Well, did they make the dead rise? And then like, what was going down that put them down in the bottom? Like, what did they do to turn on those people? You know, I don't know. And I got the idea that possibly, 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 you know, we, we said that on this show, we do not talk about politics and I'm not going to talk about politics. Now, were they trying to make a political allegory for something going on with Trump or, or something else that I'm not aware of? Because I just went, I don't care. Like (laughs) what is going on? Why are these people in this predicament? This falls into the same uh, problem that uh, the one we just talked about, Monkey's Paul, fell into. This has no storytelling perspective. Mm-hmm. Monkey's Paul does kind of have perspective. We just didn't, right? You know, we thought there's ways to this. I'm going. What is this? <laughs> what is this? And then we're making pie. You know, they say at the end of the episode, like we're making pie. We made the pie when they put their heads up through it looked like pie dishes. You know, on the ground and. <laughs> The zombies come and eat them, and it looks like pie. I I, I don't know about this one. I really, I, I, I really I did not don't get this know. one at all. I mean, not one bit. So, what did you think? Because we said here in the synopsis that the story is told backwards. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, that's one way to see. It's told backwards. All right. Um, <laughs> what did uh, What did you think of that? I didn't care for it. You know, I mean. Again, it's just, I felt really, did you feel really, like, confused and lost throughout this whole story? Absolutely. <laughs> and just like, and listen, I, gosh, I hope this doesn't sound like me blowing my own horn here. Like, I consider myself to at least be semi-intelligent, you know? And I know for a fact that you are semi-intelligent, you know? like See, I think you're very intelligent. You know, and I'm sitting there watching this going, wait a second, like, so David Arquette was a deputy and he killed the sheriff. But wait, what did the sheriff do to make David Arquette kill him? Like, what was this big betrayal that they're talking about? Because yeah. I had absolutely it, it, no it, it idea. It just seemed like this whole thing was rushed. It was just like, let's make this. Hurry, hurry. David, David Arquette's available. Let's get him. Yeah. It was just like, And then let's, in. let's put David Arquette in this episode and not use him. Did he even speak? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, they, I don't remember. They're cashing on that officer, Deputy Dewey look you know, that he had so going on. I looked so forward to seeing him. And it was like. We were both, yeah. When we saw the when we saw the previews for this, we were both really. I was uh, like, oh, awesome! I think he's awesome. And then it's just like, okay. I don't know what this was. I don't know. I really don't know what this was. Um, If you're out there and you like this, let us know um, because we didn't get it. It. uh, I, I don't. I don't know. And again, I've been seeing so many people post that this. You know, they love this whole entire series so far and i i mean it's it's really been hit and miss it really has been i mean are we overcritical i mean i, I don't, don't think, think so, so because <laughs> as as i said the point i made these are 45 minute episodes you have usually 22 minutes to tell a story this story was only 13 minutes i don't know why they cut the you know why they let monkey's paw go 30 in this 13 um because this just didn't work but it, it, the the tones and the feels are so off, and you know, with the with the films, you had one director and one writer, mm-hmm. and boy, does it work! Yeah. You know, this just feels tonally off. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, I don't know. It, it's really been disappointing. That's that's where I've been leaning with this. You know, why I think it's kind of hit and miss. Because I think there are too many people that 
I know they're different stories, and it's, you know, but I just feel like it's such a mix of just too many, too many people with different things. Yeah, you know? yeah, just tone wise. Yeah. you know, there's there's not a consistency, I yeah. think, in in quality, you know, and um, but uh, I, I love the idea because I love a horror anthology. I mm-hmm. love the idea of telling multiple stories. You know, I love something oh, yeah. like a Tales from the Crypt or a Tales from the Dark Side. You know, I love that idea. And Creepshow, of course, is, right. you know, one of the kings of this. And uh, th- this has just been, I don't know. I think it could be wonderful. I really do. It just, and I don't know, maybe maybe they're figuring it out this season. Maybe they're figuring out what, you know, they need, not quite an executive producer guiding hand, but a writer, right. you know, guiding hand or a director guiding this through so i i don't know but it, this didn't make me mad like you know one of the you know like i said the finger just made me mad when oh, i was this watching one made it. me pretty this just made me apathetic and i'd mm. rather be mad about something misfiring than apathetic towards something that i just you know don't yeah. even feel was leading anywhere yeah it know? just it, it was lacking because I, I heard a great quote the other day somebody said something about the Batman v Superman movie he has a wonderful breakdown of that film on YouTube. And he said, this is not a perfect movie, but he goes through about two and a half hours explaining different themes and ideas. Great watch. You know, and he says at one point, he goes, I'm not saying this is a perfect movie. He says, but I'm wanting you to see this movie for what's in the movie. You right. know, um, and he said, you know, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But at least I want you to appreciate what's there. You know, right. and, um, you know, I just don't feel that. But his point, I'm sorry, the point he was making was he says, and isn't it always more interesting when you have a, a misfire of a movie that is trying to do something big and wonderful than something that misfires and is just awful, you know, right? you know, because regardless of what you think of Batman v Superman, that movie is trying to say something yeah. and, and I applaud it for that. I actually kind of like it, but. It um, this this you know, it, it, I don't know. It it falls into that. I don't know. Is this trying to say something? You know, this series. If, you know? if it was, I I didn't get the memo or I didn't, I didn't get the either. message. It didn't speak to me. Cause I didn't it either. Just, it, it. And and I'm and I I mean no offense to anybody out there, but if you like this because of the end where the zombies come and eat the people, you know, eat their heads that's what you like about this you know I, I i don't know because i'm not a gore hound you know per se right. you know gore doesn't bother me you know but it's not it's like not my go-to it's not my go-to for horror right. you know like if that's what you love about it like did you notice anything does that forgive the sins of everything that came beforehand because i just didn't like it right i didn't like I, it I didn't either. And, I, and i i didn't have a bad taste in my mouth but i wasn't you know completely satisfied by the monkeys, Paul, they had come, uh, come before it. And then this just, this, it, it was weird. It just, cause there's no storytelling perspective at all. Not so. all. We have one more to go. We have one more to go. It's coming out on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we have something there, right? We shall see. I we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So I have hope. So I'm keeping my, my monkey, my monkey, our, our monkey fingers across. Fingers. <laughs> they're, they're, they're crossed. So, so we have a uh, we have one more to go, and that will of course be out next week as soon as it comes out. But until then, I am Dan, and I am Faith, and we want you to keep, keep your, your monster, monster on a leash. leash. We'll see you on the other side.